I keep doing that creative procrastination, you know, it's the procrastination. (laughs) I like that (laughs) procrastination. And I think there's something to be said for liking to start things, but maybe not finish. Cause I feel like I can start things, but I don't know that I'm a good finisher. And I think that's where the perfectionism comes into play, Yes, you know? And so that's, that's also, I, I think very real of like, of course you're like creating is fun. Like starting something new is fun. Like, yeah. no, I don't want to finish editing that. No, I want to do something fun and new and like uh-huh. exciting. <laughs> yeah. Like procrastination will make you poor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. Cause you're sitting here trying to do everything, but you're not doing the one thing, the simple right. thing, like you said, that could actually generate some income. You're listening to The Leader's Lab with Dr. Charity TV. Welcome to The Leader's Lab, the podcast created to help millennial multi-passionate entrepreneurs build organize, launch, and manage their online brands and businesses without losing balance. And now, here's your host, the digital organization development consultant, cross-cultural communications specialist, and your favorite global leader, Dr. Charity C. Campbell. Hey, 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 Entre Leaders. Happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of the Leaders Lab podcast. If you are new here, I am your host, Dr. Charity C. Campbell, better known as Dr. C. And I'm a doctor of management, a world-class millennial global leader, an academic professional, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And here in the Leaders Lab, we talk all things entre leadership, that's entrepreneurship and leadership, communication, and balance as a millennial professional. And today's topic is, um, well, it's going to step on some toes, mainly mine, probably all (laughs) 10 of my toes, okay? Because we're talking about perfectionism and procrastination. Oh, these two Ps are like cuss words. They're so profane. Um, (laughs) You know, perfectionism and procrastination, they actually go hand in hand and they often fuel one another. Whether you're a leader, an entrepreneur, or or aspiring to be either, understanding why these habits happen and how to break free will create incredible shifts in your career and your life. And our very special guest, who is new to the Leaders Lab, but she's not new to Dr. Charity TV, she is sharing with you how procrastination is actually, get this, a form of protection. What? procrastination is a form of protection. And also she's showing us how to bust through the perfectionist fantasies that go on in our minds. So you know what time it is. Go ahead, grab your coffee, grab your tea or whatever it is, a snack, a sandwich, whatever it is you need, along with something to take notes with, because you are not going to want to miss any of these gems. And I do not want you to trust your mind, your memory, to remember these, you know, the treasure that's about to be shared with you. So let me tell you about our very special guest today. Jillian is a master certified life and health coach who helps people eat healthy without needing willpower or feeling deprived. 
that's my type of girl right there, okay? That's my type of lady. <laughs> she is my type of friend. She teaches busy families how to manage their weight by eating what they love so that everyone in their home can not only just lose pounds, but they can have a healthier lifestyle. Jillian Lama has spent years working with clients all over North America on achieving optimal wellness. And she knows firsthand just how difficult it can be when you're juggling work schedules like crazy while trying to simultaneously maintain active lifestyle or even trying to stay fit, motherhood, all of these things. And so as someone whose own lifestyle was transformed through her own personal journey into mindfulness training, we are so fortunate to be able to glean from her wisdom today. So Entre Leaders, without further ado, please help me give a special warm welcome to the lab, Jillian Lama. Welcome to the Leaders Lab, dear. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, this is our first time having you on the podcast, um, but we, we actually just met a couple of months ago. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's July already. We we just met um, back in April mm-hmm. uh, for for the Mamas and Mentors conference that I held, and you had a session there. And listen, I was still impacted by your story because most of the time when women give birth, I think one of the biggest things for for me that I remember about you is the fact that you went hiking, like you were still working out. <laughs> While you were pregnant. And I was like, maybe I can do that minus the hiking. Maybe I can do that too. Like, oh, maybe I can do that too. So I know that today, whatever you share is also going to leave a lasting impression on our viewers and our listeners. And and of course, me too. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to share these things. Um, I was talking about procrastination in a workshop earlier in the year. And when I get nervous, I talk really quickly. I'm I, like, I speak very, very fast. And so what was supposed to be like a 45, 50 minute presentation, I think I did in like 15 minutes. <laughs> and I was, I was like, done, and I'm kind of like, did I even breathe? Like <laughs> what just happened here? So I have to remind myself to like slow it down. Yeah. And so and also if you're like me, where a lot of times you'll listen to things once, it's like give yourself permission as you listen to this podcast to listen, let stuff absorb and down and like kind of sink in and then go back with a pen and paper and like write stuff Absolutely. down, take notes. And like there's no wrong or right way to do it, but find a way that works for you. Yeah. When I'm in a meeting or when I'm practicing Chinese, learning a new language. Mm-hmm. That's some of the things, especially if they're audio or video tutorials, mm-hmm. um, pronunciation. I do. First thing I'll do is I'll watch it. I have my notebook mm-hmm. and my pen ready and a handy, mm-hmm. but I will watch it first. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I'll watch it on normal speed. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, depending on how how much content or how fast the person is speaking, I'll, I'll, I'll slow the speed down mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll, you know, go through again. And this time I'm writing. So there are just a couple of different note-taking practices for you all as you prepare to, um, uh, learn today as you prepare to learn today. And don't forget, like you can also download this episode and go back and watch it time and time again, if you're, you know, or listen to it time and time again on the Apple version, but right here on YouTube, you know, it's still here. Just go to the Leader right. Lab playlist and watch it over and over again. So, yeah. Let's see. I want to start with um, one of the first things, because you're stepping on toes already. And <laughs> all I did was just mention procrastination and I got salty. Okay. <laughs> all I did was mention procrastination. And I was just like, I don't like this topic already because 
Jillian is coming for me today. <laughs> so she's coming for me today. So one of the things when I read that, I said procrastination as protection. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah, it could be seen as a form of protection. I know fear is mm-hmm. one of the things that provokes procrastination. But when you say procrastination as protection, like mm-hmm. what what are you talking about specifically here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we often hear of self-sabotage. And there are, that's kind of like the overarching category. And then underneath it, you might have some other habits. So uh, Mm -hmm. something like procrastination could fall under this habit of self-sabotage. And when we say that and we think about this, a lot of times we think of, I'm working towards a goal and now I am actively thwarting that progress. It's kind of how we Uh are thinking about it when we talk about it as self-sabotage. It feels very defeating, like it's sabotage. Like, what am I doing? And then we can internalize it because it's now I'm doing it to myself. I can't even blame somebody else or I can't even look to some other circumstance. It's like, no, it's me. So then we feel even worse. And so we just kind of keep heaping shame on top of it and it doesn't get Mm. us anywhere instead of looking at it as a form of self-protection. Because anytime that we are working towards a goal, a dream, a vision, something that we want to do, there will always be a downside. There's always Mm. an aspect of your brain keeping you safe because our brains are like mullets. I think we may have talked about this before on the summit, but (laughs) it's business in the front, party in the back. We've got our thinking brain in the front here. We've got our habit brain in the back. The habit brain just wants to party. It wants to seek pleasure and avoid pain via the path of Mm. least resistance. And so what it is doing is any time of pain, it can be real or perceived pain and it can be mental, physical, or emotional. So it's not Mm. just like, oh, a bear is running out of the forest. Like it may have been, you know, a couple thousand years ago or even Mm. maybe a couple hundred years ago. It's no, like I might be embarrassed. What are people going to think of me? But it's not perfect. Is it good enough? Am I good enough? And so really the uh, us procrastinating on tasks, projects, goals, things like that, that we really want to do is often our habit brain trying to keep you safe. It's trying to avoid you feeling uncomfortable, feeling awkward, um, having thoughts about yourself, having doubt. So that's what it's really there. And that's how it's designed. It's, It's designed to keep us safe. That part of our brain is part of what has helped us stay alive this many years, But we also have to realize when it's no longer useful and beneficial and how to work through that. But we can have so much more compassion now for ourselves when going through a a time when we feel like when we know, okay, I'm totally procrastinating on this. What's wrong with me? Instead of beating ourselves up for it or just trying to force or willpower your way into doing it, we now can get clear on why we're doing it and like what's really going on. And we can calm, essentially we can just calm down our nervous system because that's really what's, what's happened here. How are the two related? You know, how is procrastination related to perfectionism? How's perfectionism, you know, related to procrastination? Does one cause the other or are they like cousins somewhere in another life? (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Like second cousins twice removed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Like how are they related to each other? Yeah. So they, they feed off of one another is kind of like how I think of it. It's like, they are Mm. like two pieces of the same puzzle. And so it's interesting, right? Because you kind of have it feeding in like perfectionism feeds into procrastination because if I can't Mm -hmm. be perfect, well, then I'm going to put it off until I can be because now I have wrapped up my self-worth and how I feel about myself and how I think about myself in being perfect. That's like how I identify. That's how I'm good enough. or, Or even like this idea of 
well, but I can do perfect. It's not about, it's like, if I got a B on a test, it's like, well, I could have gotten an A, you should have gotten an A, like you could have Mm -hmm. tried harder. It's that thought Mm -hmm. of like, you, you're not living up to your potential. It's this kind of like subtle beating yourself up. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so when we we're trying to be perfect, we can procrastinate and put things off. And sometimes it's, it's going to be more specific and like, I have to say the right thing. I have to yeah. prepare the right slides. It has to be yeah. this way. So you have thoughts about what it needs to look like. And then likewise, procrastination feeds into perfectionism. And I got this great quote, and I don't know who I stole it from. So I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know who to credit here. <laughs> but it's the tragedy of perfectionism is thinking that doing a little isn't good enough. And that's also where perfection wow. comes into play because Now we are putting off even doing a little bit because that's not good enough. And this can play out in every area of life, whether it's, well, I can't go for a walk for 15 minutes. That's not good enough. Like that's not going to do anything. Well, I can't just have a salad at lunch and and replace my French fries and still eat the chicken sandwich. Like that's not good enough. So we can have a lot of these (laughs) small things. Or if you're like working on a podcast, well, I can't just draft one episode. I need to draft 12 of them or, you know, like I can't just launch one episode. I need it. I need four or five or however many you think is the right number. So they they kind of spin off of one another. It's not that one necessarily leads to the other, but we can often see traces of each in in the opposite one. What is is a perfectionist fantasy? Yeah. So this is good. And I, I grabbed this term, perfectionist fantasy, and I heard it first from another life coach named Kara Lowenthal. But it's okay. essentially, it's a fantasy about being perfect, but it lives in our head. Because we can never be perfect, that's all it will ever be is a fantasy. But we get that wow. hit of dopamine in our brains. We're like, oh, we're thinking about like when we when we achieve the goal, when we get promoted, when we start the business, when we make X amount of money, when we lose the weight, we're like, this is going to be amazing. So we have this vision. We get this hit of like how good life is going to be and how good it's going to feel. But the, yeah. the way that we get there is going to require perfection. And so it's always going to be a fantasy and it's always going to be tomorrow. It's going to be, I'll start Monday. I'll start next month. I'll start next semester when things settle down, when it's not so busy, you know, like the summer, who can do things during the summer or the holidays? You know what? It's fine. I'll just start in the new year when I've got more momentum or I feel more motivated. Mm. And so it's really just being aware and onto the stories that we tell ourselves about why we have to be perfect, what it means about you if you are, or if you are not perfect. That's often what it is, is it's like, what are you making this mean about you? You you mentioned something about waiting until Mm -hmm. things are perfect to begin, Mm -hmm. which now I understand why procrastination and (laughs) and perfectionism are going hand in hand here, why they're related, because Mm -hmm. that's one of the, that's like the number two reason of Mm -hmm. why procrastination happens for me. Number one reason is I just don't want to do it. If I'm going to be honest, as you mature in life, like you get to a point to where you're not trying to make anything sound pretty anymore. You're just like, I just don't want to do it. (laughs) Right. I know what I have to do, but I just don't want to do it. Like, And so as I was reading um, part of your submission, you were talking about tomorrow thinking, Uh you know, tomorrow thinking and how it feeds your perfectionist fantasy. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit about that? Like what is that? You know, mm-hmm. this tomorrow thinking and and how it feeds your perfectionist fantasy. 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's like a trap. It's like this big giant bear trap, right? <laughs> that like just grabs you by the leg and it won't let go. So it's this, wow. it's this thought that when if I start tomorrow, then I can be perfect. Well, I'll just do I'll start uh, this on I'll start this Monday. I'll start it on the first yeah. of the month, the first of the uh-huh. year. I'll wait yeah. for this perfect <laughs> timing because the and the perfect time's always gonna be tomorrow. So a lot sometimes it can be like, ah, screw it. I already blew it. Uh I ruined the week. I messed up my eating today. Like I ruined the day. Screw it. I'll, st- I'll start over tomorrow. It's this trap that I have to be perfect in order to hit my goal. And I ha- can't, I wasn't perfect today, but maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow is the day I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to nail this time block schedule to a T and you can try week after week after week and get nowhere. Just like I did. If wow. this was like two years ago, I was making diet plans with my time. I was very restrictive in terms of like, well, this is what I've got to do. This block, this block, this block. And so I would block out my time because, well, that's what I was supposed to do. That's what I was taught. You, you like, you make a very uh, specific time block for each hour, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. or whatever your, your time is. You know, it's like you, you block out what you're going to do and then you guard it fiercely, right? It's <laughs> like you protect it like this big mama bear. And I couldn't do it. It just wasn't realistic because ultimately I kept trying to fit like a 40 hour workday into my week. And I kept thinking that I am not a legit entrepreneur if I'm not working 40 hours. Like I have to be working 40 hours or I should be working as close to 40 as humanly possible. So I wouldn't give myself like time blocks to shower. I wouldn't give myself time blocks to make lunch. Sometimes like sometimes little bits, I started to put that in there over time. But it was really interesting because then I'd get to Wednesday and I'd be like, psh. Screw it. I haven't like followed this time block. I'll try again next week though, (laughs) right? Like maybe next week this will be perfect. And I never was. And so it was one of those things that I, even after having Caleb, I felt like, all right, I need to block out my schedule and I need to figure out when, when is he napping? And he wasn't on like a clear nap schedule. So I was like, how am I supposed to make my time blocks when the baby's not, you know, it was like a hot mess. And then I found this, this like time management coach. She's like the anti-time blocking time management coach (laughs) through another group program that I was in. I was like, I need you. (laughs) So, so learning like, and and so it's always kind of taking things with a grain of salt. So listening to like what I'm saying and just realizing what, if you give this a try and you're like, that did not work for me. It's not you like, don't make it a personal thing or something that you have to keep trying and forcing. Give yourself permission to find another method, another philosophy, another thing that might help you to work through either procrastination, uh, overwhelm, perfectionism, uh, anything that you might be grow- going through, like there are multiple ways to do the same thing. And and so just because some people are telling you it should look this way doesn't mean it mm-hmm. has to. You know, you, you snuck in another profane word here. Mm. <laughs> you said it. You said it. You, you sandwiched it. We went <laughs> you there. Sandwiched it. You <laughs> did it. Why, Jillian? I wish I hadn't heard it because if I hadn't heard it, then, then I wouldn't have to address it. But you said it. You put that overwhelm right in the middle. Why would you bring that up? Oh, my God. Because as someone who I, I'm not as bad um, in terms of perfectionism as I was prior to 2020. Uh-huh. Part to 2019, 2020. That's when I really had to just put my foot down and say, Charity, get it together. I, I just kept pushing everything off because yeah. I'm like, well, I don't have, I don't have, you know, the tech gear that I want. And and I want to do a podcast, but I don't really. And it was during the pandemic where I was back in the States. 
Mm-hmm. And my uh, my god sister, shout out to Sharis, my god sister, um, she has started a podcast just like randomly. Yeah. And I was like, now wait, what? She doesn't have a studio. She didn't even have a microphone. She just had her phone and anchor.fm. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, yeah. what is anchor? And she yeah. was like, Yeah, I got started for free. It was it was nothing. I was like, okay, so wait, you have a podcast? She was like, Yeah. And she was getting monetized. Yeah. Because she had people who were listening. I was like, here I am <laughs> with a professional mic. Look, I had a semi-professional microphone at the time. Yeah. You know, I had I had headphones. <laughs> I had a computer, like not even just doing it from your phone. Like I had an iPad. I had all the things. And I'm yeah. like, she just started with her phone. Charity, what is your problem? And so yeah. I'm like, I don't have the graphics. I want like, you know, I want show music and all of this stuff. And here she was. All she did was just start. She used yeah. everything that was already provided by the application. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You are you are giving excuses. You know, you're giving excuses because I was so overwhelmed with the idea of not being perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel so I you put it off. so yeah, I feel you so hard because I bought my first podcasting mic in 2016 and I actually launched my podcast in 2021. <laughs> so <laughs> Just to kind of, you know, say you're not alone. (laughs) I had three mics. I had multiple mics. I had all the things. And I still didn't start the podcast. Yeah. That makes it worse. So what was it for you that made you to, you know, procrastinate, to make you put it off? Yeah. So I I think there were a couple of things. It it was actually really interesting. Um, I, I I saw another life coach who started a podcast and I was like, oh, look at her go. She's starting a podcast. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind mm-hmm. of like encouraging of like, yes, I can start my podcast too. And yeah. then after she did like so many episodes, I was kind of like, uh, I'm still like thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it came down to, okay, it's do or die right now. Like we're either going to do it or we're going to take it off the bucket list. We're going to stop talking about it all together. So wow. last year I joined this like start like launch your podcast boot camp. And I had done some different boot camps before. And I realized that the ones that were like launch your podcast in two weeks was way too much for me. Like, especially with a newborn, I had like Caleb was three months old. I did not like, it was not sleeping through the night. I did not like we had moved across the country. I did not have the time and the energy to be able to do something in that short amount of time. And so I found a three month boot camp instead that was really helpful that guided me through some of the tutorials and mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of it was the tech was really what held me back was like, there were thoughts about like, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know if I'm going to have enough to say, or what if I run out of ideas was one thing. Um, another one was like, well, I don't want to edit it, but then I have to hire somebody and then I have to manage it. (laughs) And, you know, then there were thoughts of like, well, now I have to create all this content ahead of time. And so there were just a lot of, uh, I'd say tech was probably one of the biggest obstacles or challenges for me that it's like, you can let it, you can find an excuse or you can find a way. And so I let it be an excuse for a very long time. I ended up hiring somebody to do, um, the editing of my podcast for the first, I don't know, maybe like 12 to 20 episodes. I don't remember how long she stayed with me, but she edited like a a lot of them and especially in the beginning. And then it got to the point where I just wasn't able to keep up and keep recording like enough in advance. So I found another software, which, um, it's called Descript. D-E, okay. and then the word script, S-C-R-I, 
IPT. And that is great because you can record right into the software. You can drag audios into it. If you record elsewhere, you edit it like you would edit a Word document. So when I cut out words and phrases, I can edit out specific words from the audio. And then I can go into the audio, which is down along the bottom, and I can edit out my um, my gasps or like when I'm taking a deep breath or I laugh and it sounds like this witch cackling or something creepy, you know, it's like I can take out certain weird things and then it'll automatically filter through and it'll, it'll remove, um, all of my filler words, all of my ums, you knows, buts, likes, all of that stuff. And then it also has this studio sound that you can select to where you don't have to adjust anything else. It just automatically sets it to like as if you had recorded in a studio. So it's a very easy way to now record, edit, and then just get your your podcast out there. So I I save so much time. Yes. It's, it's huge. And I think that's the, like one of the nice things too, is like when you have been putting something off for a long time, usually technology has kind of caught up and there's like some much easier ways to do it. <laughs> I I think that's the, that is the, the positive side to it is like, yeah. well, but it can also be an excuse to be like, well, you know, right now they don't have it out. So right. I'm yeah, sure, let me just wait sure in about a year. <laughs> let me just wait for you. Like, you know, AI is going to come through and just do everything for me. Right. You know? Right. But so, yeah. Okay. I definitely want you to share. Do you have um, a referral link for the Descript? Uh, yes, um, do they have so. like that? Yeah. I will Make share sure that you with send you. that to me so I can yeah. put it in the show notes and in yeah, the description absolutely. box for our, for our listeners and viewers, just in case, you know, they're like, Oh, I need that because I'm one of those. Oh, I need that. Okay. Yeah. I spend so much time cutting out dead air and everything. Yeah. And it's just like, Whew. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, it's, I edit it's all the awesome. stuff myself. And even then, even once I found that, then I started to notice I was procrastinating on the first couple of episodes because my <laughs> thought was, I have to say the right thing. So it was like, yeah. I have to say the right thing in these first four episodes to get the listeners and to prove that this was worth it and was worth my time and energy and money and all these, right? Like there was a lot of, I have to prove myself. There was a lot of yeah. pressure now. Well, I better yeah. say the right thing. You better not say the the wrong thing. So then Mm -hmm. it's like, what do you say then in the first four episodes? Like it's four episodes. You only got like two hours to work with, you know, so just recognizing. And so by, by doing this process that I teach around procrastination and, and doing it on myself too, and realizing like, oh yeah, no, this is just my brain trying to keep me safe. It's just trying to protect me. It feels like it needs to prove something. I need this to, you know, like be, you know, I don't know, be amazing in the very beginning or something, right? Like there's some kind of pressure there. I had these thoughts around like, I have to say the right thing, which naturally had me feeling pressured and just, you know, like um, uncertain about myself Mm. and like what I was going to say. So of course Mm -hmm. I was going to go and clean. I was going to be like, heck yes, I'm going to vacuum the whole house. Those stairs, those stairs, like they have not been vacuumed. And by the time I get to the top of the stairs, it's like, I'm already at the top of the stairs. I mean, I might as well just vacuum the second floor. And then those dirty bitches, <laughs> right? It's like, I would procrastinate clean. And so- wow. I just, Yes, you know, procrastinate clean. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm doing something productive. I'm get, I got to get it done anyways. But I, oh. I was not getting done what I had wanted to do for the day. And so wow. that's what's important is that it's like, are you doing the important things that need to get done? And this is where I differ from other people who say, you know, like when you just get, when you get started, sometimes you just need to build momentum and they're like, just do mm-hmm. what feels easy, do what feels easy. But if all you do is the easy stuff, it doesn't always mean that you're doing the needle moving stuff. 
whether it's in your career, with the leadership, in your business, in your home life. Like, is this a needle moving activity or is this like wow. your busy work? I love it. So, so how do you move through that uh, period of procrastination? And even I feel like doing the easy stuff is also procrastination too. Yeah. You have yeah. some action, you yes. have some activity, you have some movement, yeah. but it, if it's not, like you said, the needle moving activity, then basically you're still procrastinating. So how do we move through that without, you know, without willpower or, right. you know, without right. threats or things yeah. like that? Like how? Yeah. So what I teach people to do is to do a brain dump. So you just want to get everything out of your head, like just write out all your thoughts about the particular task, project, whatever it is that you have on okay. your like to-do list. What are your thoughts? What are your fears? Because like I said earlier, even the things that we really desire that we really want to do, there will be a drawback. Every time I talk mm -hmm. to a client about losing weight, there is something that holds them back of like, what is my family going to say when now I've lost weight and then they haven't? What is my yeah. husband going to say if he doesn't like my body? Or what if I start getting looks or this atten you know, attention from other men? So it brings up some of the fear and um, uncertainty that the brain has around what if this good thing that we really want does happen because this mm. could be bad. Because that's all our brain okay. wants to do, protect you from pain, protect you from anything that could cause pain. So that's what yeah. it's looking out for. So when we do this brain dump, we can just write out, get, get it all out, right? Like there's nothing right or wrong, no good or bad. Don't censor yourself. Just get it out of your head. That's what we want to do. Okay. And then okay. we want to look for the one kind of driving thought that feels the most impactful. And as you're writing, you're going to start to, like, you'll spot it. So as I was doing this with my podcast, I... Like I, I started writing and then it, I very clearly was like, oh, I have to say the right thing. That makes so much <laughs> sense. Like, of course, like it, it just, it, it, it will, it, you'll know, you'll know what the one, like what the primary unintentional thought is. And then from there you can start to see, okay, what is the feeling that this creates? So for me, it was pressure. And then you can write out, okay, now what do I do when I feel pressured? Well, now I go and I do some like productive procrastination. Now I go, I typically will go clean. I'll go attend to the baby. I'll go, you know, call my grandpa because, you know, somebody needs to check on him. <laughs> so get very specific because mm -hmm. the next time you catch yourself cleaning, it's like, oh, was I planning to clean right now? Was I planning to tidy up? Was I planning to do the dishes? Or am I doing this to procrastinate? So that's why we just want to get clear on what actions are we taking as we are procrastinating is so that we can get yeah. clear or just honest with ourselves and catch it earlier. So once we know like what that unintentional thought is, now we can create an intentional thought that's going to be more of our mantra that's going to help us move, like want to do the thing. So it's going to be something that's empowering. It's going to mm -hmm. be motivating and it's going to combat that fear or that doubt. So in, okay. for me, instead of I have to say the right thing, my new thought, the intentional thought was when I speak, I change lives. It's wow. my simple words will change lives. Like I don't have mm -hmm. to make every single sentence like life changing and mind blowing, right? It can be yeah. my simple words will change lives. And that to me felt empowering. That was mm -hmm. like motivating. And so then it was like, oh no, like I don't have to, to say the right thing. I can just speak my truth. I can speak what I know needs to be heard. And mm -hmm. I can trust that that will resonate with the right people. 
And now it's like, oh, well, now it's so much easier then to take the next step and to decide, okay, what does this look like? Okay, it means titling the next four episodes and starting to just outline what do I want to talk about in these specific four episodes without having to try to please everybody because people pleasing was a big aspect of that. Another thing that can come in with like perfectionism (laughs) and procrastination and procrastination and And overwhelm. And, you know, like it's, I think (sighs) people pleasing and overwhelm often go hand in hand. Often we say yes to things. And so often it's like, we don't even give ourselves time to think it's like an automatic blurt of like, yes, like, yes, I can do that. Why is it pausing? I think it's just a habit. Like I, I think I grew up as a people pleaser and like trying to make people happy. And then if I, if they were happy, then they wouldn't be angry or they wouldn't yell or like, Mm -hmm. it was different things that I learned, I think more in childhood. And so you just kind of adopt and where it's like, that's just the natural tendency. It's, it's how you learn how to operate in the world. And so it's like, I just have a lot of, um, experience with this, this habit, you know, it's like that, Mm -hmm. that's it really. It's like, it's just a habit. So the more that you can start to see where the habits are, and then you can start to now have conversations around, okay, can I tell this, can I go back to this person and tell them no, or can I pause and then tell, you know, tell somebody no. And I think a big piece is also allowing other people to own their emotions. I am not responsible for them. Just like they are not responsible for my emotions. I am responsible for them and not making that anybody else's responsibility. So the more that that. we can let them feel what they want to feel, the more like I allow myself to feel this way and not blame other people or other circumstances. It's like the easier Mm -hmm. it is now to decide what do I even want in this situation. So getting to this point of writing down all the unintentional thoughts, you know, (laughs) writing down all the and I first of all, that procrastinating is hilarious, okay? Because I find myself doing, it might not necessarily be cleaning. Mm-hmm. I think I actually find, <laughs> this This sounds bad on my part. You're a procrastinator, snacker, my, aren't you? <laughs> listen, procrastinator, snacker, procrastinator, uh, creator. Like I will go <laughs> and I will start creating graphics for something totally unrelated to what I'm actually supposed to do. Yeah. And it's just like, because when I'm creating, I am... I'm literally in like, I feel like I'm in heaven. Like I am yeah. in this, just this euphoric state because I'm a creative and I yeah. really do love. So I'm like making video and I know I'm supposed to be writing an article, you know, yeah. I'm like, that can come later. Or, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I- I'm doing all the fun stuff because yeah. I'm, I'm honestly trying to avoid the real, like the, the, the work that I'm supposed to be doing. You know, when you were talking about write down all the unintentional thoughts and then replace them with intentional, like, you know, how can I, Mm -hmm. how can I actually um, do the thing that I'm supposed to do? Or, and I, for me, I also think too, it's like, remember the reason why you're supposed to be doing something Mm -hmm. so that it can help you to, I won't say get over the perfectionism, but at least do it, Mm -hmm. deal with it correctly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if I, if I keep, just focusing on, well, I want it to be perfect or I have to be this. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, the 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 longer you procrastinate because you're waiting for things to be perfect, your audience, like the people you don't even know exist mm-hmm. and who don't know you exist, the ones who are waiting for you, there are there are competitors who are coming up who mm-hmm. are less qualified, mm-hmm. you know, less yeah. dope. If we're just gonna be like they don't have <laughs> all of all of the stuff that you bring to the table. Yeah. But they are doing something yeah, and they're not worried about being perfect. 
They're yeah. just worried about getting out there so people can see them and they get they get these clients, they get these yeah. contracts, they get and I'm just like, Charity, do you know how long it's been taking me to create a course? I have had people who have asked me for years to create courses and to have master classes. And I'm just yeah. like, I can't do it because I don't I don't know what to do with the master class. Clearly, I do live streams every week. <laughs> yeah. Jillian, help my brain. Like, clearly, <laughs> I do master classes every single week with a live stream. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't have a call to offer or I don't have an email list clearly all of these things are there, they're coming, but it's just, I, I know what that imposter syndrome sets in, uh-huh. um, even, even for us, like, and it's like, but there's no reason why imposter syndrome should, should set in for either of us because we've, you know, we've accomplished uh, enough to this point, but. Oh, but it does. Like, <laughs> it sets in. Yeah. And I really, I really want to create passive income with a course, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, but I want it to look like I'm going to make it look perfect. And, and I need to make sure that it's, I have enough time to sit down and batch record like all of my things and mm-hmm. perfectionism, mm-hmm. Yeah. procrastination. I don't do it at all. Yeah. And then that creates yes. overwhelm. Right. And I eat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that's my process. Yeah. Perfectionism, procrastination, overwhelm, uh-huh. like get into my feelings and then I eat. Yeah. Let me grab a snack. That'll make Oh, well, and that's just a logical way that our brain has learned like let me escape this emotional pain. Let me escape this conversation that's going on right yes. now. We're going to go do something fun, something that we know is like a reliable source to feel good. Yeah. Food. Let's grab a drink. Let's grab some food. Mm-hmm. Some people yeah. will go shopping, you know, like yeah, it, yeah. it's, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. We just want to start to recognize and see the patterns because when we can bring awareness to it, now we can start to change it, but we can't change what we don't, what we aren't aware of, you know, what we don't know yeah. exists. Um, I had a friend who he, I was getting these Instagram messages from him today actually. And I was like, this is weird. He wants me to like <laughs> vote for him for something. And I was like, sure, whatever. Send me the link. I'll like promote, you know, vote for you for this ambassadorship. Well, I get this link and it's like, comes from Instagram as like a, like to access your account link. And I'm like, Oh uh-uh. yeah, no. And uh-uh. so, um, I wrote him back and I, or I, I, I don't think I have his phone number anymore. So I messaged another friend and I was like, Hey Donald, <laughs> like I need you to tell Jeff that his account has been hacked. <laughs> Cause I was yeah. like, tell me something only you and I would know, you know, like I'm, yeah. I'm like, yeah. now in this guy, like this is not real. And, but he can't fix it if he does not know that it's actually a problem, right? Like he needs to be aware, (laughs) like his Instagram has been hacked. So just like we need to be aware that, that so that we can solve the right problem. So often we approach things as I just need more willpower. I just need to suck it up and do it. Like, you know, it's like we, we have this approach and a lot of times, well, I want to say a lot, maybe half the time we're not even solving for the right problem. When we start to understand like that's what, this is what the real issue is. Now I can go to work on that instead of, well, I just have to figure it out. I just have to say something that's going to please everybody. Or I just, you know, like I could still have created those four episodes, but coming from a place of when I speak, I change lives is going to create a whole different energy than, oh, I hope I say the right thing. I hope they really like me. I need to prove that this is good enough (laughs) or that I'm good enough. (laughs) So, yeah. So how do I then... So you see, I turned it on to me now. <laughs> this Come is, relax this on is my, my couch. <laughs> this is my therapy, guys. Give me, give me a chance. This is my therapy. <laughs> 
So how do I then get past the whole complication? That's what it is. It's like, even when you have clarity about what you should do, Mm -hmm. perfectionist people like, Mm -hmm. like this one here, we tend to overcomplicate things, which really makes us, you know, it's like the overcomplications. Uh That's what causes us to be overwhelmed. That's Uh what causes procrastination. And then that's what also causes the frustration and stagnation because you just Uh don't move. And it's like, well, if I would have kept it simple, Uh but I feel like simple isn't good enough. Is it good you enough? Know, like, that, that is your thought. Now, that is going to be the key underlying thing is this isn't good enough. This this simple work, only three modules, only this amount of length, only this quality, like this isn't good enough. Right there, that is the key like thought underpinning the procrastination hmm. it, in at least some of your stuff. So let's just apply this to the course. So if you're feeling overwhelmed in any area or about anything, it comes from not having clear priorities and knowing exactly what's important and what's not and having a very clear designated list of what one to three things can you get done today, like results-oriented things. So we just want to get clear on what is a priority, what is time sensitive per day, and how can you now start to map out all of these things so that they get done in the appropriate time. You learn how to delegate, which means that we have to give up a little bit of control, which feels kind of awkward sometimes and like uncomfortable because people do things different ways, or they might do something that you could have done at like 95%, but they do it at like 75%. Right. And it's like done is better than perfect. (laughs) Right. We have to like remind ourselves of some of these things. But the overwhelm comes from often thinking like there's too much to do and not enough time is is typically where that comes from. So when we can get really clear on what's important, what needs to get done and when, and then we actually like write it down, put it on your calendar as to these are the things that I'm going to get done. And don't overwhelm your day. If I have a day with like six client calls, I'm doing one thing. Like I might have a backup list of like, hey, if I get to these other things, that's great. But there is one thing that's going to get done that day in addition to those other six. Because my calls are are 45 minutes. So it's about six hours worth of of talking that I'm doing. That's like, that's a full day. So being aware of like what's going on um, and then now starting to break it down. So like with the course, for example, it's looking at okay, what comes first? What is my next best step? So maybe you decide, all right, I'm going to go with this particular course platform. So I put mine on Kajabi. So when I was creating my, um, it's called the Body You Crave Academy. It's like videos, worksheets, stuff to go for with with all of my one-on-one clients so that they can learn and then we can coach on it in our calls. And our calls are more about implementation, not just Mm -hmm. let me tell you information. So that I started with, okay, what, what are the most important things that they need to know when they come in? Like, how can they get started losing weight without needing me? So that's kind of how I was looking at it was from this lens of like, what's going to jumpstart them? What would be like the foundation and the basics? So I created that. And then it was like, oh, and then I had this idea or these thoughts around like cravings and food urges. So then I created some stuff around that. Now I'm working on the emotional eating side. And okay, now after working with dozens of people on this topic, it's like, okay, now I know here's how I want to teach it and what I want to say. So now it's like, okay, write a couple drafts. There'll probably be like three videos, maybe make a worksheet or two if, if that seems relevant. But it's like, we just get started. So I've had this course since 2020 and it hasn't been fully finished. And that's okay. I'm, I'm still building it. I'm still like this year alone, I've created a lot of, 
of content that I can repurpose and put in there. Um, yeah. but it's something that it's like, it's growing, it's evolving and yeah. And there, there wasn't a lot of pressure either. I mean, I think when I was doing it, there was a little bit of pressure, but there's also yeah. an aspect of like, this is good enough. This is helping people, um, where I'm at. And like, what I know is already still three to five steps ahead of people. So where like they're coming in and like what I feel like is common knowledge and just kind of like a natural remark or like there was, there was something I said to a client and she was like, it totally blew her mind. And it was just something I kind of said, made as like an offhanded comment. And she was like, oh, right. It was like this idea of like her boyfriend could be responsible for his own emotions and they weren't her fault or they like, she wasn't causing them. And it was like mm -hmm. just this one concept. And she's like, oh my gosh, like light bulb. Yeah. For the next five months, it was just like, wow, <laughs> just like life changing. Right. And it's like things that we say, I think we can really easily discredit and devalue what we know because we are, are often like experts in a certain field. Like we really understand something inside and out. We know something very well. We have a lot of experience and we often put ourselves in rooms and in situations where we are continuing to learn from other people, but we're often with other people who maybe know more, who have more experience, yeah. who have more training, who have more, you know, of these different qualities. So just being aware and, and really valuing what you do know and reminding yourself that this is good enough. The small steps, these are good enough. 1% better is good enough. Just writing one draft is good enough. Making wow. the first video is good enough. Oh, so you already created your course, but you're still adding or, or planning to add more content. So you started with something mm -hmm. and then <laughs> that's what, you know, I mean, that makes sense. You know, that makes mm -hmm. sense is to start, start off at least simple and then see right. what the interest level is. And then you can say, Hey, I've done something. And then let the people tell you whether or not it's too easy or it, it's not mm -hmm. enough, or if they mm -hmm. need more, or if it's too much, mm -hmm. um, that's a good idea. That's like a mm -hmm. genius idea. <laughs> because and me, I'm like, let me have six modules, eight modules, right. five modules. Let me come with everything. But you said you just start with three and just go from there. Yeah. Like, can we just create the basics of like what it is that they need to know or understand? And it depends on how you want to do things. Because I work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, this is like supplemental you know, I'm not just selling the course. So, right. you know, it depends on what, like what all you are wanting to sell. But I know a lot of people who they sell the course with having just the first week done. And then after they've sold it and they start, then they make everything else. And I've yeah. done things like that in the past as well. And to me, I don't like that as much. I think it feels a little pressury. You get a lot created in a short amount of time. You get paid yeah. to create it now, which is great. Yeah. Like there are pros and cons. It just depends on what you want to be doing. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's, it's all about what, like, what do I need to be doing? And then also what can I outsource? What can I delegate? What can I hire somebody to do? Where can I ask for help? And even for those of you who might have kids or home responsibilities or different um, different things that, that you have, it's like, where can you ask for help? Where can you outsource things? Where can you um, just kind of not necessarily have boundaries, but just have certain times, like certain days when you're on, certain days when you're off or certain times when yeah. you're off? Um, you know, having that downtime is really important. Um, and giving yourself that permission to, to take as long as you need, but to also like to set some deadlines and to be able to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Um, I, I like that you were addressing some of the primary issues and concerns that people have. It's like, well, where do I get help from? 
how do I even, you know, what do I even know? Uh, what should I outsource? Like how, how, why, what, you know, who? Yeah. (laughs) Great questions. Right. So we started by like outsourcing the cleaning of the house so that every two weeks we're going to have cleaners come. We started with one company. They did a good job the first time. And then after that, they kind of like faded off. So we're like, all right, let me see who else I can find. Let me find another company. Cause I like having that that outsourced for the most part. It's like, I can do the dishes in between. I can vacuum, but like they do the bulk of it. So that's one thing that, that I like to do. Um, getting help from babysitters. So we live in a state where there, we don't have any family, um, are close. We're in North Carolina. We've got family in Virginia, family in Georgia. It's a minimum Mm -hmm. of a four hour drive, (laughs) if not longer. Yeah. So, so we also have babysitters. I have a standard sitter. I have two, maybe three kind of backup sitters. And then I also have a community where I can go and ask for help if I really need something, you know, like I need somebody. So tomorrow I had planned to get my haircut and it was a last minute opening that she had. So I haven't found a sitter yet. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, the, the, the alarm or not quite my alarm, but like my, my flare has gone up and I'm like, Hey, I need some help for tomorrow. Does anybody yeah. have a daughter, a niece, somebody, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. The signal, this, this yeah, is the, right. this is the signal we need help. Right. Um, and then also looking ahead at things. So, uh, we, we went, we traveled for a week. We got sick for two weeks. So it's like, we're trying to get back into the swing of things. My husband's going to be traveling. Um, he'll be doing um, a training. So he'll be gone for like the entire month of July. And so I already know like, all right, Friday night, like I got a mom's night out scheduled. Like we're going to go and have, I'm getting a massage. I'm going to go have some yeah. fun. We're going to do yeah. some stuff. And then the last weekend in in June, I'm going to be doing some stuff. In July, I've got things planned. It's like, oh, I'm going to plan out these activities now so that I've got enough time for me where I feel good and I feel mm-hmm. rejuvenated and restored. And then I'm no, I'm not bitter and resentful and feeling like I'm doing all the work because that's just a story I'm telling myself that it. is not helpful Ooh. for anybody. I love that so much. I can tell from the experiences that you've had over the years. Like I can tell from the experiences that you had that that you've given yourself grace now. Like you you give yourself mm-hmm. grace to, to, you know, see different perspectives, plan things out in advance. Like say, well, what if this happens? Well, let me, pro- you know, here's the unintentional. Here's yeah. the intentional. I think that that's wise because it can stop, what do you call it? The trap of, of tomorrow, tomorrow thinking. thinking. You know, yeah. getting, get, for me, it would be, <laughs> Oh my goodness. For me, it would be getting overwhelmed and saying, Oh, you know what? I'll just, I'll just do it tomorrow. Like that whole trap of tomorrow thinking really has me right now because there's so many things that I know I I was already scheduling to do today, but Uh because by the time this airs, you know, I I will have already moved to my next Mm -hmm. country. But in the meantime, right now, like I'm still trying to get everything together. And so Mm Usually my thinking is, well, let me just do the stuff that doesn't stress me out as much right now. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, yeah, mm-hmm. tomorrow I can do the other. But no, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to tackle one hard thing today. I just decided that when it came out my mouth. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to tackle one hard thing today. All the rest will I'm I'm going to let the easy stuff still just like fall in. So that's yeah. what I'm going to do. I'm going to start easy. And then move into the hard and then go easy again. Because if I do the hard thing first, and some people can do that. Most of the time I do. But if I do the hard thing first right now at this point, um, I'm going to stop and be like, ooh, this is why I said tomorrow. 
Like, <laughs> this is why, this is why we said no. So I want to kind of give myself that little, you know, that boost, that morale boost, you uh-huh. know, and start with something easy to say, wow, I just finished that. I feel good. Tackle the hard thing, uh-huh. take a break, and then come back and do something easy again. Yeah. That's what I'm going to yeah. do today. Yes. And you're going to praise the heck out of yourself when you're doing the hard thing. After the hard thing gets done, you're going to be like high five in yourself. Like, heck yes, <laughs> way to go. And then even keeping a track record, um, my friend uh, has this journal and it has like frogs on the front and it's called Eat the Frog. <laughs> so yes, it's all about, like, I love that book you, too. Yeah. Can you do like one hard thing? Like what one hard yeah. thing are you going to get done today? Um, yeah. I like speaking of procrastination, I have a journal that I have been working on for two years now. <laughs> so trust me, it still comes up. It still happens. There's still perfectionism. It's like we just start to like recognize it and we... There comes a point where again, it's like, no, we you just, it just got, it's got to get out. But one of the questions in there is like, what do I keep putting off that I'm going to get done today? And really deciding like, what is that one hard thing? Or just the one thing, maybe it's not hard. Maybe we think it's going to be hard and it actually takes us like 10 minutes or it's actually easier than we think. So And that's, I think, a great challenge to give all the listeners and viewers here today is like, what's your one thing? And do you want to take the Mm -hmm. challenge? And for the next 30 days, do one thing that you keep putting off every day and just keep knocking it out one by one. It's just one, but you can do, you can do one. That's accountability right there. I love it. That's accountability. And I looked at you when you said you had a journal that you've been working on for two years. I'm like, Honey, you and me both. I have a course. <laughs> that, I have a course. I have a journal. I have workbooks. Like I have ebooks. Right. I have all of these things that we all invest money things. in buying the resources and the tools. And we're like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. And somehow, some way, time is one of the trickiest little things. It's so slippery. Yeah. So I'm just like, <laughs> okay, this was just back in like 2020. It's it's almost like we're almost in 2023. <laughs> I'm not trying yeah. to rush it. But yeah. This is halfway through the year. And I haven't even finished a lot of the things that, you know, I've purchased resources for and spent a lot of money, you know, getting these things. And it's like, I keep doing that creative procrastination, you know, that's, it's the procrastination. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Procrastination. Well, and I think there's something to be said for liking to start things, but maybe not finish. Because I feel like I can start things, but I don't know that I'm a good finisher. And I think that's where the perfectionism comes into play. Yes. You know? And so that's, that's also, I, I think, very real of like, of course you're like creating is fun. Like starting something new is fun. Like, yeah. no, I don't want to finish editing that. No, I want to do something fun and new and like uh-huh. exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I learned that, that being disciplined is the thing that really gets me past that whole, you know, I don't want to mm-hmm. do this, especially lately, like the over the past few months, I'm going to tell you, and and entre leaders, yeah. I'm going to be so honest with you. All over the past few months, like after I finished uh, my my conference, I I I think I I think I died like the la- the week after. I just my whole <laughs> everything was like I'm not doing anything for a week. That yeah. whole week turned into like five weeks. I'm t- I still yeah. showed up for my classes, my university classes, but I was not in it. Yeah. You know, it was, it was so fake. I was so fake. I would still show up, you know, <laughs> good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Happy Monday. Happy Friday. You know, and students would be, they would be none the wiser, but on the yeah. inside, I was just not there. I was very, you know, disconnected. Um, even, you know, with my, 
my VIP, um, my VIP clients for English. Like, uh-huh. I'm just like, I really need to up my, my income so I can leave this because I'm not feeling the, I just don't have the desire, but it's mm-hmm. the thing that pays my bills. Like all mm-hmm. of these things pay my bills. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm just like, Charity, you going to keep procrastinating. Like procrastination will make you poor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. I, that's a great, great motto procrastination i'm gonna you know i'm gonna type that up print it out and put it on put it in my studio yes procrastination will make you poor because (laughs) and and perfectionism too the need for perfectionism and procrastination will make you poor because you're sitting here trying to do everything but you're not doing the one thing the simple thing like you said that could actually generate some income and so Mm -hmm. how are you going to call yourself an entrepreneur when you don't have a return Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no, you're not an entrepreneur. If you're not making an, an, an income from it, you're just, you're just a, a glorified hobbyist. Like you are doing all the things, you know, mm-hmm. you have these great mm-hmm. hobbies and people are there, but you're not even asking them to, to invest in, in your resources, your knowledge, your time. So, right. Actually, I just said all of that. And I feel like I stepped on my own toes. Wow. <laughs> like, what was that about? Like, yeah. that was random. What was- <laughs> Why? What was that me about? Me talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> what was that about? But anyways, Jillian, this has been um this has been so refreshing and so good. Like I told you in the very beginning off camera, I said, you know, we have these conversations and we're thinking, oh, you know, it's going to be 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And then it comes <laughs> okay. and we look up and we're like, dang, it's almost an hour. How did that even happen? Yeah. I know. It's just we slippery. I, I love these conversations. You are just so fun and easy to talk to and like yeah, I know. Don't I'm gonna be back just because like well one, we're just gonna have to have some like happy hours. I'll have a mimosa and you can have like be drinking at night, you know? <laughs> yes, yes we'll, I we'll love get it. Together, have some Skype dates and then I uh, love it. I'll have to have you on my show. We'll yes. you know, trade and everything. I think that would be lovely. I love it. I love it. Okay, so you know, I have I have before I do in this episode, I have to ask you. The one question, that burning question that I ask every guest, what is the one characteristic that you believe that every leader, entre leader, entrepreneur leader, every leader must have? So I had a really good one and now I don't remember what it was because I did not write it down, (laughs) but I have another really good one. And I think it's being able to assess without shame or judgment. I think really being able to assess from a place of curiosity and compassion to look at what went well, what didn't go well. Did I hit my goal? Did I not? And not make it mean anything about you, not taking it personally and really being able to figure out like, all right, what do I want to do differently next time? What am I going to keep doing? What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? And really having some honest conversations, the more that we can assess any area of life, any goal that we have, the more we can like move forward and actually create the goals and the dreams that we have. But we've got to stop beating ourselves up. We've got to get off wow. the shame train. That is wow. a Wow. I love that. Getting off the shame train. Yeah. I really love that uh, because we, we definitely do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we feel like, why do we feel like there's comfort in shaming ourselves? Like, why are we, we are the most sick, twisted, sadistic people. <laughs> right. no, we're just like, oh, like you just, you beat yourself up and then you feel comforted about it. 
Right. Right. Well, it stems from this thing of, of like punishment. You did a bad thing. You didn't hit your goal. That was bad. And now you deserve to be punished. Like this is the consequence. I I think there's an aspect of like, just, I think with how some of us were raised or how we grew up of like, that was bad. Now you're punished. Um, and, and that's kind of how we talk to ourselves. We also have that idea of like, if I'm enough of a jackass to myself, then maybe I'll get it together and figure this out. Or like, maybe I'll yeah. finally follow through. So it's kind of that yeah. like drill instructor mindset of like, if I beat myself down enough, I'll actually rise to the occasion. And that's mm-hmm. not, it's not very helpful. Um, but it's like, that's just what we learned. Like that's how we learned and what we absorbed and and we, we knew how to do. And so it's just repeating those same cycles over. And this is where we can start to break it. And this is where it's going to, like, you can decide, like, this stops with me. Like, this is not something I'm going to teach my kids or my nieces and nephews. Like, this is what I'm going to do differently. Yeah. Listen, entre leaders, you, I told you it was going to be a great episode. (laughs) Now, I didn't, I don't know if you believed me in the beginning, but you should, you should know by now. If I tell you it's going to be a great episode, (laughs) it's going to be a great episode. And and um, like I said, we're going to have to make Jillian seasonal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, I would love I that. Gonna, I think it's going to be a requirement. Jillian <laughs> is seasonal. I hereby dub thee a seasonal guest. <laughs> you come on every season. You have your space in the lab. We will have your own lab coat. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you belong here. Love it. I love it so much. Now tell our people how how can they connect with you for those who are listening to the audio version and they're not watching, they don't see, you know, the 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 information on the screen. How can they connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can visit my website. It's www.bodyyoucrave.com and you can get access to, you'll yep, you'll see my podcast there, which is just called Body You Crave. You can get it on all major podcasting apps. Um, you'll get free resources. There's a blog, all kinds of good stuff there. So that yeah. is, that's the best place to find me. You can also find me on Instagram at Jillian Lama two. And you can email me, Jillian at JillianLama.com. Um, funny story about my Instagram, by the way. I, I So I have a very unique name. There are not a lot of Jillian Lamas in the world. Like, I'm pretty sure uh-huh. I'm, I might be the only one. And Jillian Lama was already taken. And I was like, who has my name? Well, apparently it was me. And I, like, created this <laughs> other account. And I didn't even realize it. And I was like, oh, that's why I, I have to be number two. So I'm like, oh, that's funny. I wonder wow. if there's a way to, like... <laughs> delete it or like del- right can I delete an account but yeah no it was me I was like oh that makes sense I don't know when I did oh, that but it's okay yeah when I first met you I was like is her last name llama like llama like the llama right or is it like llama <laughs> or you know we try to be fancy you know we try to be fancy is it llama right Lama, Lame? like what is it really right. oh I'm like, gonna no, it's llama okay <laughs> I'm going to have to start, like, I'm going to pronounce it now, the ma. <laughs> it's French. No we have a silent, yeah. <laughs> and then I can start messing with the spelling. There's a silent R on the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'll make There's it a real accent. There's a little <laughs> accent over the second A. You just yeah. don't see it. It's there. You just don't right. see it. Like. <laughs> Well, I love it. Jillian, I'm again, I'm so happy that you were with us. You were able to be with us on today. I so appreciate you and, and your spirit. That's one of the things that I really love your personality. You're just, you're so authentic. We love authenticity here in the leaders lab. So I want to thank you for being you and also for being with us today. 
Yes. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. All right. Entre leaders, I hope that you truly enjoyed this very special episode with our guest, Jillian Lama. And again, I, you know, I say this to you every week, but I literally mean it. Thank you for tuning in on a weekly basis. You don't have to. Like you could be listening to someone else, you could be doing other things, but you you actually take the time to either watch on YouTube or listen for, you know, all, everywhere. We have CastBox, Spotify, Google, uh, Apple, um, so many other places where you tune in to listen to the Leaders Lab podcast. So I want to say thank you. Um, you are the reason why there is a season two. You are the reason why there will be a season three and so on. And so because you show up for me, it just makes me want to make sure that I show up for you. And don't forget that you can connect with me everywhere on social media at Dr. Charity TV. Of course, let me put my website up here. You can also go to www.drcharitytv.com. I have a podcast section, uh, podcast section. I have the live stream section for YouTube. I have all of those things. And then um, if you also just want the shortcut to connect with me on social media, you can use Linktree forward slash Dr. Charity TV. And don't forget, like you can actually subscribe to the podcast. And if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube uh, channel yet, what you waiting for? Like go ahead and subscribe. Okay. Make sure you go ahead and commit subscriptions is commitment. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and to YouTube. You can also download, rate, and comment um, on the audio version of the podcast, and then leave your comments in the section under the video for us on YouTube. All right, my loves, that's all that we have for today. I look forward to seeing you next week in the lab. Thank you for listening to the Leaders Lab podcast. Visit our website at www.drcharitytv.com and follow us on all social media platforms with at Dr. Charity TV.